Hi, friends. So today is the day that I am sharing our story of how we got here. How did we wind up with over six figures of debt? It's not easy to share because it can bring on feelings of shame, but I am committed to removing shame from conversations about money. And one way that I know to do that is to have an honest conversation about this. So this isn't one of those episodes where you are going to walk away with a bunch of notes and action steps, but it will be a story that I hope will inspire you to take control of your finances and possibly even give you some behind the scenes of a real debt story that will help increase your level of empathy for people who have debt. I do want to give a little trigger warning about this episode. I will be bringing up the topic of child loss. So if that's not something that you want to hear about, I totally understand. I will see you on the next episode. But for now, let's go ahead and get started. Hey friend, welcome to Money Mindful Moms. I'm Krista Nalgian, wife and mom, and firm believer that moms with money skills will change the world. I know that you are sick of feeling limited by money, but you also don't want to wait until your kids are older to be able to do fun experiences with them. You want to find a way to transform your relationship with money once and for all. If you're ready to ditch debt, have overflow at the end of each month, and be able to spend money on what's most important to you, you're in the right place. Pop in those earbuds, go reheat your coffee. It's time to dive in. So here we are, 19 episodes in, and I am finally sharing our story. It's not that I was avoiding it necessarily. I just think that our struggles are honestly one of the least interesting parts of us, and I didn't want that to be the focus. But I do think that it's important to shed light on how someone can even wind up here in the first place. If that's not your story, um, maybe it will help to hear someone who's been through it. So I think that we assume people with large amounts of debt wind up there because they are being super irresponsible with their money. Like they must be out there spending like the world is ending and taking these lavish vacations in order to get to that place. And while I'm sure that is true for some people, in my experience, most of the stories that I have heard, including ours, is when a lot of life happens in a short period of time without the safety net of an emergency fund. So let me take it back to when my husband and I got married because that's really when we brought our finances together. We both had undergrad degrees and we both took out student loans in order to make that happen. And I can't really speak for my husband on this, but I honestly really wasn't concerned about it because I have always been an optimist and I was just under the impression that if you do the right things, like do the things that everyone's telling you to do and be a good person and the finances are just going to fall in line. So we did the quote unquote right things. Um, We took the steps that we thought we were supposed to take that were going to, at least we thought, lead us to our definition of a wealthy life. At least that's what we had heard. So we both went to college. We got married. I started a business. My husband got a job. We bought a house. Like we were trying to do the things. So now we just sit back and wait for it to all come together. 
but it didn't. So we did what most people do when things are not working out and you're feeling stuck financially, which is reevaluate your life. (laughs) Um, At that point, my husband decided that he wanted to go back to school to get his master's degree and become a teacher, which I was honestly so excited about because anyone that knew him was telling him, you need to be a teacher. He has the patience of a saint and he has a passion for inspiring young leaders. And so this was a really good fit for him. But this meant that we would be taking on more student debt. But it did mean that it was getting us closer to where we were meant to be. And so it was worth it in my eyes. After he started school, we found out that we were expecting our first baby, who would be due right around the time that he was going to be doing his student teaching. And if you know anything about student teaching, it is unpaid. Unpaid student teaching. Let that sink in. A new baby living on half of our income because he was student teaching. So we were starting to dip into savings. We were starting to put some expenses on credit cards. But there was light at the end of the tunnel because he was almost done. Like he was so close we can taste it. So he was going to get a job. And it again, it was all worth it in our eyes. So he finished his master's degree. He was ready to start looking for a teaching job. And some of the teachers that he had been working with at the school when he was student teaching started to let him know like, hey, just a heads up, they're starting to lay off teachers. Now this was gosh, back in 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. And um, they just weren't going to have a job for him when he finished school. It was devastating, to say the least. Not just the financial piece of it, but we were just excited for him to be able to do what he felt called to do. So just so we're keeping track, we had original student loans. Now we have master's. We had a period where our income was cut in half because he was doing student teaching. And then now there is no job on the other side of that. It was now time to hit the reset button again. Thankfully, he was able to get a full-time job relatively soon after that, but we were still really far behind, and so catching up was proving to be pretty challenging. Um, Soon after that, we found out that we were expecting baby number two, and after he was born, I'm not going to lie, my business struggled. I was just trying to do it all with two young kids at home and a husband that was commuting and working a lot of hours. So again, in that season, we were living on less because of my business, and credit card debt was starting to creep up again. And again, this wasn't like going out and spending frivolously. This was like putting gas on the credit card, putting groceries on a credit card just to float us until we could be in a better spot. Now, the next part of our story is really hard to talk about, so I will just be giving you the short version, but our son, our second baby, passed away unexpectedly in his sleep, which was obviously devastating. One thing that I don't think people realize who haven't been through it is that it affects all areas of your life. It's not an isolated event. It's not just a loss. It is something that shapes and changes almost every part of your life. One of the things that 
came out of that season was my husband deciding that he did not want to go back to work. He didn't want to go back to commuting and working long hours. And I don't really want to tell his story for him, but I will say that this loss was the catalyst for him wanting to be home more. Um, Not that he didn't want to be home more before, but this was the thing that made him like draw a line in the sand. And he wanted to spend his time here on earth doing something that he felt passionate about instead of just collecting a paycheck. So again, we're back to a much smaller take-home pay, growing credit card debt, and we really hadn't been making much progress on the student loans either. Minimum payments were being made across the board on all debts, which, as you know, does not move the needle on actually getting it paid off, and we found ourselves in a really tight spot. Here's the thing, though. I didn't love the experience, of course, of being so tight and even I would say stressed about money, but I would not change the decisions that we made, even if they did not make sense to any other person. And that's one of the reasons why today I don't believe in a one size fits all approach to finances. I know everyone wants like this step by step process, give me the things to do. But the thing is, is what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. And so I've always taken an individualized approach when I work with people. There are certainly some like basic principles to focus on. But at the end of the day, if you feel strongly about being a stay at home mom, I want to support you in your financial goals with that priority in mind. Or if you're choosing to use credit cards or cash or you want to buy a home, or you want to continue renting, there is a place for you to trust your gut on things and approach your finances with your priorities in mind. So when the dust had settled after the loss of our son, we found out that we were expecting our rainbow baby, and we decided it was time to move. We wanted to be in a new environment when this new baby came and just be able to make new memories in a new location that didn't hold so much sadness as the old house did. So we sold our house and we used the profit to put it down on a new house next door to our best friends. It was a really good way for us to begin this next chapter. So my husband's old job at this point came back to him and offered him a position And in this position, he would be making six figures, which would have been honestly life-changing for us at that point. It would have been huge for the financial goals that we had. But now we were living even farther away. (laughs) And we just didn't want to go back to that old lifestyle. Like there was a reason that we left that situation. And as difficult as it might have been for other people to turn that down, For us, it was an easy decision. We had to turn it down. Both of us felt like this was the best thing to do. Instead, my husband decided to start looking into what it would take for him to be able to finally put his teaching credential to work. And he started substitute teaching, and eventually he landed a full-time teaching job. And the best part about this, you guys, is that he is at my kids, our kids' school. 
So he's on the same schedule as them. He can take them to and from school. And we get a lot of time together, which is our number one priority. So that difficult decision to turn down the other job opened the door to one of the biggest blessings for our family. I would say that this is really when we got serious about trying to proactively decrease our debt. We finally had some stability and direction, but as I really got to understand our numbers, I realized it still wasn't going to be enough to make any serious progress towards our debt payoff because, let's be honest, teachers don't make anywhere near what they deserve. So I made it my mission to become a budgeting ninja. (laughs) I did everything that I could to increase the gap between our expenses and our income. So that included saving money on groceries, making sure we were getting the best rates for things like cell phone, cable, insurance, you name it. And it also included bringing in income through my various side hustles. I, at that point, started sharing what I was doing to save money and paying off debt on Instagram, which eventually led to a blog and then a coaching program, and now this podcast. I used to question if I should even share because it feels like we are moving at a snail's pace, to be honest, most days, but I realize now that most people are not in a position to put thousands of dollars every single month towards their debt. There are many people that are like us who are trying to pay it off on a very modest income and are perfectly happy with the intentional decision to follow passions or spend more time with family knowing that it will take longer to reach financial goals. So... If that's you, I hope that this gives you hope that you will get there. This has been a work in progress for us over the last decade, and I'm really proud of the decisions that we've made together. So now that I've shared my life story with you, I would love for you to think of one decision that you've made that maybe goes against what traditional financial advice would tell you to do and go over to Instagram and send me a DM at Money Mindful Moms and share it with me. Maybe you are choosing to live in a high cost of living area because you love it there and you want to raise your family there. Maybe you have chosen a career that's known to be a low paying career, but you're passionate about it. And whatever the case might be, I just want to hear from you. So, all right, friends, thank you for sticking with me all the way until the end to be able to hear this full story. I hope that it inspired you. And I can't wait to one day share with all of you here on the podcast when we are entirely debt free. Oh, what a day that will be. I will see you next time. If this podcast episode encouraged you, would you take just two minutes to rate and review the show? It really makes a difference and it is the best way that you can say thank you. Also, I would love to hear from you. So come on over to Instagram and find me at Money Mindful Moms. Connect with me there. Send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. I will see you back here real soon. Be blessed and have a powerful day.